You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to day four of Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year 2015. I'm your host Mark Packham, joined this evening by Matt Knight. Good evening. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Hammer time. And it is, <laughs> and it is, in fact, the evening Hammer now. Time. We've literally been doing this all day. So it's dark now. Thanks I can't for, see the sea anymore. I know. Uh, do you know what? The weather outside is terrible. Frightful. I, I really hope I can this still podcast is so delightful. <laughs> you can see the sea from Jay's flat, and I've been watching it like be mental and sort of threaten to now you can't see it because it's dark now yeah now I'm extra concerned we started this at what nine or something this morning and now no, it's half I was four. sleeping at nine yeah okay well, some, I think we like started that. I think we actually kicked off at about 11 how late was I 20 minutes so late we're, we're entering hour, hour five of the Gear yeah. of the Year podcast oh, or to uh, keep the magic yeah, day, the four. Continuity. day four we actually recorded this this morning when, when are we listening to this Thursday yeah, well, we got up early we got up really early to record this on Thursday yeah wow on Thursday yeah I'll be in you'll be in Glasgow won't you uh, it won't be I'll this, be in Edinburgh it won't be this Thursday oh no it's not is it it's of course near Christmas yeah that's right so Anyway, day, day four, we are covering 2015's best bass product Woo! and the 2015 Guitar Nerds podcast listener choice. Boom! <laughs> boom, boom. That's my sound of a bass. Good. Um, so, <laughs> boom, boom. Let, let's run down the do, right? nominations for best bass product, product 2015. Um, the Boss BB1X. It's not been a massive year, has it, this year? I mean, there's quite a lot. There's more there stuff in this actually, list. Do you know what? There's more than we, yeah. yeah. But, so, yeah. Boss BB1X. Dodd Meatbox, the Fender DD Ramon P Bass, the Squire Deluxe Dimension Bass, the Orange OB1, the Ampeg SCRDI, the MXR Bass Distortion, and the Fender Bassman 500. We. Do you know what's weird about that list? What? Literally the first mention of Squire in this our 2015 yeah. deliberation. True, true. true. But incidentally, year, we've actually had the, I think the Dimension Bass has been in every single year because I think in 2013 been, yeah. it was the, the first ever Dimension Bass um, that we had, which was the part of the Chinese-built Fender modern, uh, player. modern Player series. And then last year we had the introduction of the uh, Fender Deluxe um, or might have been standard uh, dimension base. There was a few different ones because there was an American mm. one as well. Yeah, that's right, Mexican yeah. and American. Yeah. Well, there was 
there, there was yeah the, and the American and the was Chinese introduced one. as yeah, a yeah. standard and a deluxe yeah um, and and yeah and uh, so now yeah the introduction of the Squire so let's run down each one and we can talk about why we think they deserve to be on this list and then we can start getting into cutting some products mm-hmm. from the list so first up the BB Boss BB1X base driver Mo- both me and Jay own one of you these do, you do indeed so what's so cool about the BB1X they're really, really good if you don't want a sand amp. Well, that's that's it, isn't it? I remember that we, Mark, you and me were in the base department when Boss first brought, um, yeah, uh, brought a BB1X in, and we got to have a listen to it. And I think the the main the main drawback of this was that it didn't have an XLR, XLR input, out. but yeah. it is it is balanced. It's great. So, so yeah. you can you, you can just you can go still use jack it, out of it, which which is fine. So it does the same thing, but yes, it, you know they couldn't fit the XLR into the um, the standard format, which I think for you was was your you you didn't think it compared initially to Sandamp because I just of that know limitation. I know what a sound engineer would want on stage, and they just in terms of how they'd use the stage box and stuff, I think having a balanced jack is kind of less common than obviously just having a row of XLR ins. Well, I think, you know, it, it would be down to you to, to bring a jack to XLR. When XLR which, jack, which, yeah. it, which, incidentally, Boss were, um, when they first introduced them, and Boss were doing that as a package. Okay. You oh, sure, were they? Yeah, you got an XLR to jack. You got a little um, adapter, I think. Yeah, so. Yeah, so, so um, okay, so BB1X. So for those who don't know, it's uh, like a... DI, it's but it's also got some yeah. drive. drive. I, mean, I, I use it as a drive pedal. Did you say I, you I leave it, it on? As, I use it as a drive. No, oh, I right. leave the sand amp on, and I use it as same a drive thing. Pedal. Yeah, and I, you know, it is. It, I think it's unfair just to say that it's for people who don't want to spend the extra money and get a sand amp because that's not what it is. No, not. To, I think it's a very different product. I, I don't think it's a very different product, but okay. I think it's selling it kind of short just to call it that. I, re- I mean, I really like the sound of them together, and I, I think that it's cool to have. I do think it's cool that there's more options there. Yeah. Um, I think that the... Yeah, I mean, I, I really, really like it. So much so that I bought one, you know. Yeah. Um. So, great. Yeah, great pedal. Best, I mean, like, of all the drive pedals I own and could potentially own, that's my go-to drive pedal. That's quite a strong statement. Yeah, and there are other drive pedals on that board, and I'm still using a Sansamp VT as a preamp, but the one main drive pedal that I hit on and off the most is the BB1X so I mean that's in my opinion the best bass drive pedal I you think can it's get. probably a hair more uh, dynamic and a, a bit more I think that as like and it you know it's difficult to, to just AB something you know straight away but I think that realistically that's what a, uh, a customer is going to do they're going to you know someone who wants to buy a bass drive pedal or a bass preamp pedal or a bass uh, DI pedal they're going to look at those two and they're going to and I think for me I think the the sand amp sounds better just as is but I think that the sand amp is, is still relatively lim- like you know that it's a sand amp you always know when someone's using a sand amp because it sounds like a sand amp yeah. With the BB1X, I think it's a bit more dynamic, and I think Definitely. you can get a lot more, uh, you know, a, a, a wider variety of sounds out of it, uh, which is why you should have both. But um, you know, I, I mean, I, I really, really like yeah. it. But it's a, yeah, a great pedal, and I think you know, like a it's its first year, but I think a future classic, and I think we'll see this on mm. loads, loads yeah. more boards, considering the the sort of price tag of you know less than one hundred. I think quid. you know, 
I think the great thing about Boss now is that they're developing things that go in pedals that then end up in future products, not necessarily the same thing, like you know things that are in the ES8 ended up in the DD500. I think things that are in things like the RV6 are probably going to end up in other products. You know, all that multiple, multi-dimensional processing, you know, which is what the BB1X uses. It's, it's going to work its way into a lot of other things. Completely. Yeah. So the Dodd meat box got yeah. added to this uh, category uh, uh, great pedal. in spectacular oh. fashion yeah. uh, in uh, last last episode. Got ported over. Um, mm. So the meat box. Why is it on the list? Um, well, well, exactly as Matt pointed out, doesn't actually sound that great with guitar, which no, is incidentally the the instrument that it was originally released um, to to be played with. Um, the DoD meat box was made favorite by uh, made, made favorite made famous by made uh, favorite made favorite by Juan Alderet, um who uh, started using it um, during his time in the Mars Volta, and it's essentially a sub pedal. Um, that just gives you like an octave down, a sub pedal, so lower okay. than an octave. Okay, so two um, octaves. Yeah, exactly, and it, and it just gives you all of that sort of massive, um, all of those frequencies that are going to make the subs on a PA system rattle. And, okay, you know, be be way too much for little ten inch uh, speakers. Some people use, um, <laughs> but it's a it, it, it's it's a brilliant pedal. There's not much more to it than that. It is. I, I was going to say, like the thing that I I absolutely love about it is that, you know, like you know, Bossa not doing reissues, like reimagining of, of certain pedals. Like Dodd have gone, hold on, this pedal that we made in the nineties, that was in an average box that kind of passed people by, is now going for like three hundred, three hundred fifty dollars second hand on the collectible market. It's like one of the most like sought after pedals do you know what I mean you, you're putting that into like the same bracket as maybe not the same price as like a clone or something like that but some of these pedals are going for ridiculous prices and they've gone oh hold on why don't we just make the same thing but we'll add the sub control and the low control on the front we'll add a couple of we'll change it around we'll make it in a more modern housing take off the plastic we had before and yeah I, I, I must admit I was disappointed that it didn't work as well for guitar but yeah. when we plugged it in for bass it just sounded really good yeah it sounds um, massive and it's a real essential I think not an obvious sound to go for if you're already playing a bass yeah but, but just if you ever if you just need that lift or if you just want something to really explode it's such and, a um, great go to I think one of the because um, I think one of the features on this is you can use a Y cable out of the output to split the signal as well so I'm going to read so you can go stereo cable out of the output into two monos and you can run the dry signal and the sub output into two separate amplifiers oh that's amazing that's actually I mean, great. That, what a cool feature, you know, because yeah. not, not everyone's going to have stereo, but you could run the drive straight out into a BB1X and then straight into the desk. Yeah, and yeah. another another pedal that I absolutely love, and I think it, I think good on um, Dodge, you know, to kind of bring themselves back, a company that most people had forgotten about, but yeah. did make some great. Effects. Is this still Digitech? Yeah. It's owned by Digitech yeah. now. I don't know if it's Digitech originally, but it's owned by Digitech now. Yeah, yeah. I could I could easily end up with those first two as my top two. I can oh. easily end up with the next product on the list, the Fender DD Ramon P-Bass. Yeah. So, uh, released earlier in the year, it's a f- kind of faithful uh, signature for DD's late 70s, well, mid-70s, actually, I think the bass is, white P-Bass, maple neck, black pit guard, the most punk bass ever made. So, so what, so it's an American special? No, it's, uh, well, the, the reissue, I believe, is Mexican made, 
Um, it's it's just an old cool P base that they bought up to date. I usually don't you really can like buy it. a white Mexican P base there, right? Yeah, you but can, but not, it's. I don't think it, they feel it's nice. No, no this has got. He's not pro- a bass player. This is properly like nice. Yeah, know, nice neck. It's it's a proper seventies Ramon gig bag. A nice seventies logo well, on the headstock. That was the weird thing. They didn't bother going for vintage lacquer, even though they made it a seventies. That yeah, didn't no, make any sense to me. But if you look at a 70s bass, they don't usually have the vintage lacquer. Like Things like the Matt Freeman are a bit of an anomaly because his bass actually doesn't have that kind of yellow tint on the lacquer, his actual bass. So when they say vintage tint lacquer, that doesn't really apply to 70s stuff. Okay. Um, so when you see like Dee's bass, it still looks really light on the neck. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I put it on this list because... I think it's a really cool thing for Ramones fans. It's not often that, like, punk... I mean, I know that Fender did some... Fender punk. only do punk singers. Yeah, I know, but they're all, like, young bands. They're all uh, fair, young-ish bands. What? Mark Hoppus, Matt Freeman, yeah, Eva like, Gardner. They're all fair. I mean, compared... No, they're but they're, like, 30 years later. 20 years later. I mean, you bring up the Matt Freeman. My question to you is, is this bass... Three hundred pounds better than the Matt Freeman. That is probably not. That's a good point. point. Yeah, we um, uh, the the three of us, not Mark, because he doesn't sort of hang around outside of the podcast. But we were we were out last night. The, the rest of us um, with the three, the three mates with um, with Awful. a friend of ours, Chris, who, who runs uh, a bass department, and he he was saying and still reckons, and I agree with him. If you're not going to buy. An American standard, standard P-Base. P-base. The Matt Freeman's one to go and for. And buy the Matt Freeman. So that, yeah. that counts out American specials. That counts out Mexican standards. You know, that and, and sort of everything else in between. The Matt Freeman is an incredible Yeah, I mean, I, I I like that. I do really like the Didi Ramon. And I think that it's I think that it's it's important that they did it. Because what, I, why I, offender, I, though? Why did this get offender? Bec- all because, because the market, the people that's going to buy it are yeah. fender buyers. Yeah, yeah. The thing but, is, yeah, with, absolutely. Matt, with and Matt I think Freeman, the people who like it are like people probably like our age and younger who haven't got that much money to spend we'll get a squire and that will do the job for them the fender reissues are definitely going for people who were around at the time so yeah. like 50 year olds basically yeah. and you know and i think it's important i also think it's important that the diddy ramon came out because i do think that it is a very very not just an iconic punk base i think that diddy ramon is um diddy ramon probably you know, the Ramones are a very, very important part absolutely. of rock and roll history. And, as was Dee's bass playing style, and, and I think yeah. he's one of the first people to sort absolutely. of usher and so, in that. And so I think that it's, I think it's, I think it's really good that this bass has come about. I think, I think that's really good. Personally, I'm not into like the really thin frets. There, that is a bit of a problem. But you know, kind of in line with what the bass actually has. Absolutely, but. For me, you know, and I, I think it's great, and I, I really, really like this bass. But the question that you do need to ask is, is it three hundred quid better than a Matt Freeman? And I'm, I'm not, I don't know, I don't know the answer. I mean, I, I've, I've played both, I've played a few of both, and I've really liked all of them. Um, and I think maybe it comes down to the fact that because we have spent a lot of time around guitars, we're a little less sort of brand conscious and I know the fact that something says Fender on the headstock rather than Squire makes a big difference to some people sure. and I you know and I, I I hesitate to say that because it makes it sound, it makes it sound like I'm I'm saying it's a bad thing I don't think it's a bad thing at all I'm sort of and you know it's very easy for me to say that all my guitars are American you know yeah. so you know that probably speaks 
louder than anything. But I also I'm not that bothered whether it says Squire on the headstock mm. because I think I think mm. that the Matt Freeman is brilliant. I but think- I understand I understand why people would would want to spend the extra money to have defender. But I I do I do get it. What you I also need to think just quickly no, is okay. is this. Is an American standard, which I guess has got a similar feature set in terms of it's got the gloss fretboard and things yeah. like that. Is that six to seven hundred pounds better than this? So that's a great point. Absolutely, is if yeah, you're yeah. a Ramones fan and you're in your fifties and you've got some money to spend, um, and you want a DD style bass, you know, you want the white bass with the black pickguard. Yeah, this is the best thing that you can get. You know, value for money wise, it's absolutely incredible. I yeah, I mean, I don't know, I. Still think the Freeman's better, but that, but that's the thing, isn't it? Sure, I, but if if this had come out as a Squire, I'd be saying a very different thing. But I also, to be honest, the other reason that Fender probably didn't do that is because it's so close to a Matt Freeman. Yeah. Um. But if if this had come out as a Squire, I'd be saying, yeah, it's great, and that sort of cheap style bass is probably right for the Ramones, who are a cheap band. Yeah. You know, and and, and sort of making a sort of you know glossy, nice looking, non relict bass just seems a bit weird for you them. say that but try and buy a um, try and buy a Moth right yeah yeah well, that's do you know true. what I mean try, I guess, try. <laughs> and, and, and it is with all classic bands with all bands that have sort of have left their mark and become legends all of their gear which was probably just the cheapest thing they could get at the yeah, time yeah, yeah. is now become, become legendary yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's it so it is great I agree and it is important and you're absolutely right Fender seem to have this obsession with punk rock bass players yeah. and releasing signature models for them um, seeing as they drop everyone who isn't uh, a, a, a punk player uh, like Marcus Miller recently but um, I think that was his own uh, yeah volition, volition so. yeah yeah. well um, but yes it was definitely necessary is it the best bass product no it's just another one well, let's see. We'll get down to cutting very shortly. First off, let's talk about the Squire, the only Squire on our entire Gear of the Year rundown, the Squire Deluxe Dimension Base. Yeah. And um, what's the story behind these? Well, it's um, they're just Fender and, and Squire as a brand set are trying to cement the Dimension Base. So the Dimension Base has now been introduced into every series yes. as much as the Jazz and the Precision. So it is now the third. Um, Sort of uh, model to to their land, their, which, their lines, which is pretty crazy when you think, you know, why isn't it a, the Mustang? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's like you know, as a as a ba- Fender is a bass company. You've got P bass, jazz bass, and then yeah. you know those two. I suppose it's like the Strand Teddy. Those two came out, and then nothing is really ever matched. Well, the Jaguar, the, the, the there's, basic, there's the Jaguar, though, and there's the Mustangs, isn't there? This is kind of like the this is kind of like the Jazz Master to the. To the the Strat and the Tele and the yeah you know, the, the P and yeah the but we have the Jaguar I I mean I didn't like the dimension from from the get go sort of thing I just thought it was maybe the wrong it's that well, it's their attempt at a music man basically yeah, isn't yeah. it exactly active bladed pickup l- looking at that market and going yeah we should have a piece of that um, a pizza I just, uh, should yeah, have a pizza we should have a pizza that but um, I'm but I, I just the dimension bass I would still if I wanted that sound I would still get a music man yeah, and yeah. I think I think they're they're perfectly good it just um, do you know it's, it's nothing about the dimension bass as such I find it quite uninspiring as an instrument but it's more that if they were going to introduce some a, a, a model and make it like a standard line to sit alongside the jazz yeah. and the precision bass use the Mustang 
Like the Mustang has got just as much heritage. Yeah, yeah. And, I agree. And, I agree. and yet there's not a Mustang being made at the moment. They the could, only one you can get is the Squire Mikey Way. They can make a really good Squire line of Mustangs in like they used the, to. Do you remember they did Vint mods and they did them with maple necks in Sunburst and in black on black. They were incredible. But they could do like all the uh, international colours, like the Capri orange yeah. or whatever. It's graffiti yellow. Graffiti oh, that'd be yellow. Awesome. I, I, I really don't. regret not getting one of those Vint mod Mustangs when they were out because they were two hundred and fifty pounds and I didn't buy one and now you can't get a Mustang just, and Mustangs are brilliant I just think the, the Mustang has been such a, like across across guitar and bass I feel like the Mustang is, is kind of weirdly overlooked you know like you say if they did if they did Mustangs in in graffiti colours or in even in like Cadillac colours yeah you know just do something you don't it, it didn't it doesn't even have to that be that good people will buy them totally people would buy people would buy if you could buy a cool looking Mustang for 300 quid they would sell bucket loads of them yeah because nobody expects a Mustang to be a great guitar it just needs to be an okay guitar that exactly. looks amazing Absolutely. and they'll sell tons of them my question about this the Squire Deluxe Dimension is what is the difference between this and the modern player oh right well it's, it's active for a start the okay. modern player was a first stab so the pickups whilst they look very similar um, the pickups are very weird in these because they're kind of um they sort of go fat in the middle. I don't know the name for the shape. They're kind of like bladed, aren't they? Well, not. I'm not talking about the pole pieces. I'm talking about the overall shape. It's not straight. Yeah, they're yeah. like... It sort of expands in the middle. Yeah. Um, which, which is which is very strange. But yeah, the first... The original ones weren't... Um, were, were bladed. They're yeah. not bladed anymore. Okay. It's only the modern player that's bladed. Okay. Um, after that, they've created these uh, kind of rectangular pole pieces that sit over um, each... Uh, it, it, underneath each string yeah um, but yeah so this one's active which seems to be the line that they've gone for with the dimension the first ones the were modern passive. players were passive mm -hmm. and they didn't have a tone control they had a volume and then a five way selector that in the form of a, a not a, a strat style one a, a, a rotary knob that looks like a tone knob but it clips into five mm -hmm. different spaces and it turns on and off different pole pieces and selects parallel and series and gives you different tones yeah. via that um. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
that that was the modern player and in many ways that was quite an innovative way of doing it now they've just fallen back on the this active and you've got control you've got a base treble boost and cut so it's it's an it's a new thing it's good that it exists and that there's a deluxe option there I haven't found them to be very popular I just don't think people buy Fender for that so it may not make the cut but before we do uh, that let's talk about the last few things on this list Jay you bought an orange OB1 no I didn't no I did Joe bought an orange OB1 and then, and then Jay borrowed it and I borrowed it oh ok but sure yeah, yeah, no, so what is the orange OB1 on this list um, well there's two models are we just taking the let's talk about the we... 300 well Joe bought the 500 mm. ok and you tried both didn't you and I, tried, you, I played you both you took mine and then on your second show someone owned the 300 yeah, actually a fellow who worked for Orange yes and I used that um, I I mean I really really love this amp I I, I absolutely love this amp it's um, for me without jumping ahead for me the best base product that has come out for mm. the last yeah, few years. Really, I, I, really great head. I think Te- it's testament to the fact that a guy from um, a guy from Orange was actually playing that over the AD two hundred. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't say good head on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's going to throw us off our game. Yeah. The um, it's it's brilliant. It's I just I love the drive sound on it. I think the clean sounds great. It's super usable. It's really light. I mean, it's relatively light. No, it's not. It's relatively. <laughs> it weighs it's, a ton. It's relatively compared to an AD two hundred though. Compact. Yeah. Let's say that. It's, yeah. You know, it's relatively compact. Fits in a two U. And it's I bought just, a purple two U. It was good. He did. Yes. Um, what a purple two U flight case yeah. for it. It's, it looks great. Um, it's just. I, I mean, what what do you need to say? It's brilliant. It's the best. It's the best solid state bass amp. That's an alternative. That's, I think it actually for me as a non-bass player that's different <laughs> from you know because I have to plug people into basses at work and and kind of demo some things and you know not the the best guy because I, I don't play a lot of bass but you know if someone who wants something different to like I don't know a rumble or a TC or you know mark whatever bass. Or a mark bass or whatever it's like that has its own unique sound and I think that's more. I think in a way more difficult for bass I think guitarists have a much broader choice of so many different amps and digital modelling and companies who make bass equipment stay away from that so mm-hmm. to kind of make something you can plug into and it's got a really alternative sound well, crucially it's it's a two channel bass amp yeah, yeah. The, which can, doesn't you exist you can still like, blend between those ones can you yeah, 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 yeah yeah you can blend the channel and turn it on and off with a foot switch honestly when I got one it came with a, with a foot switch I don't think it actually does come with a foot switch but I think you can Orange were nice enough to send me a foot switch with it and I was like I have no idea what to do with this <laughs> I mean it, I, I've never had a foot switch for an amp before and I see, I don't actually use it I think it's still in, in my garage uh, I, I, in, <laughs> in the bag oh the, the lock up for my band's kit oh, okay. um, where's that yeah just tell us exactly <laughs> where that is that big weight yeah but um, yeah I, I, I don't use it I don't actually like the drive on it it's too brittle for me there's okay. not enough low end in the drive but what I really like about um, the uh, the OB one is is just how um, how much attack there is in the sound yeah. compared to um, a valve amp. And yeah. I always yeah. always thought I would be I would favour valve for for bass because I guess you know we're we're sort of told to. But then I'd never heard a good solid state because they're all class D and they all sound they're not all class D mate. There's so many Mark of them. One. Are, oh god, so but, fair. Um, so many of them are class D and they do all just sound a little bit uh, just a little bit tight a little bit restricted yeah and and so this just has so much attack and so it 
just a really really punchy bass head and you know the 300 how much is the 300 what like 320 quid something like that oh they're not very much money no it's money for it's ridiculous for a professional gen- bass amp genuinely one of the bass and, and we're not saying this because it's 300 quid it genuinely is one of the best sounding bass heads yeah. you can get yeah. at the moment yeah. Yeah. yeah period and it's less than 400 quid that's mental yeah. so yes yeah, so, uh, you know this could well win Tell me about the Ampeg SCRDI. This is Ampeg's attempt at a kind of um, Sansamp style DI box. Yeah, that's right. So it's uh, so it's the first time um, that uh, I guess Ampeg have uh, attempted a pedal in in a long time. It's absolutely massive. Like it's it's the size of most people's pedal boards. Okay, <laughs> but um, really? yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny because I'm looking at the photos and I'm like, oh, it sort of looks like a. I don't know the kind of way they framed it. Almost looks like one of those double, like, um, Sansam pedals. Yeah, it's it's a bit like that, but bigger, how deeper, output, taller. How many inputs and outputs has he got? I'm not sure, but it's got it's got the it's got the SCR because it's got the scrambler. Oh, uh, the um, scrambler fuzz circuit, I guess. It's which, kind of a distortion fuzz, which is which, like one of the most sought after, rarest pedals on the kind of boutique second hand market yeah, where did the scrambler what were the origins of um, it was an Ampeg kind of fuzz overdrive made really circuit. really rare made not not many made like right. super super rare yeah so this is an alternative that it's great I, I mean really good takes up too much room and yes you're right it's it's another competitor to the Sans Amp to the BB1X the BB, the BB1X yeah exactly and I don't know man it's they haven't thought about it as much as the Sans Amp and the boss have been thought about just because of its size and I, I think unfortunately as with all things Ampeg these days I'm not their biggest fan anymore I like their older stuff but it, it felt a little bit flimsy like okay build, build quality the 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 controls and everything are a little bit I would expect most of those knobs to get smashed off after a few days <laughs> <laughs> I think before we go too far down God. that route, um, tell me about the Fender Basement 500. <laughs> this was added last minute to the list because I didn't realise this came out this year. Because obviously, yeah, that's right. the Fender Super Basement has been a product for the last, what, three years? Well, yeah, yeah, probably three years. We had the, the Super Basement, which is the 300 watt yes. all valve Ampeg killer. Yes. Which is incredible. I, I guess, yeah, it's incredible. It is, without a doubt, the best like valve amp you can get for, I think so. for, for yeah. bass, the, the Super Basement. Um, and they released the Bassman as well, which wasn't the guitar one. It was a hundred watt, but it was very yeah. much a bass amp. Yes, um, which was also great. But that's still a thousand pounds, and so there. And then they had the Rumbles, which are very much uh, an entry level. <laughs> Sounds like something you don't want to catch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, awful case of the Rumbles. <laughs> but but the Rumbles are you know sort of I guess a more <laughs> the Rumble Amplifier series by. Fender um, were a more entry level thing so there was nothing in the middle there was nothing that was catching on to the fact that people were buying Tiny Terrors and now Obi-Wans the people who are buying Mark Bass and you know those yes. sort of like uh, th- those sort of 500 pound those great guys 700 pound amplifier heads um, so yeah so this this was their answer to that so it's in the same chassis as the as the Bassman 100 okay um, but it's just valve preamp and it's it's sadly class d okay um in the power stage which when i when i saw it i was like oh yeah it looks brilliant i bet it sounds great and then i picked it up and i was like 
Oh no! It reminds <laughs> me of the SVT 450s that went that, that are, were ahead that Ampeg made that were completely like Class D and no valves in them. And uh, you're looking at me funny, like it wasn't Class D, the SVT 450. The ones in the big box. Yeah, they can't not, not Class D. Oh no, they're not solid oh, okay. state. All right, they're solid state. They still sound crap, but they're uh, <laughs> they sound <laughs> really good. I like those awful. Like literally, I when when I get one in the practice room, I have to turn the bass control on full just yeah. to get it to sound like a low-end instrument it's awful but anyway oh, I really like those it, it just always struck me as being That's ridiculous weird. I, I mean, used to own read one. that into no I used to own into one. trebly bass yeah I love yeah, trebly yeah. bass but like um, bass. but the problem with those is I just felt they were a bit of a con not not a con from me buying them but a con to other people like you know those Ampeg things they were in the SVT yeah, classic yeah, yeah. chassis and they didn't need to be like they probably took up a quarter of the space right, in that chassis. Okay. And I kind of felt a bit that way about the basement five hundred. Like it's really light, yet you've put it in a massive like valve head, and it's it's for people who want a valve head but have only got seven hundred quid to spend. Okay. So, so have you talked yourself out of the? No, I re- I think it sounds great, and and it's it it, it does sound great <coughs> even for a class D. I think it's a a brilliant amp head, and I think everything Fender have done in that range is great. Yeah, and it was so necessary to have a head in that was affordable um, I just think if you were going to head to head a 700 pound Fender Basement 500 against a 350 pound no brainer OB1 300 yeah, yeah Orange just smashed yeah. it well that to me sounds like it's time to start shaving down this list God, I've done a lot of talking this cutting podcast. it down yeah well this is all your stuff isn't yeah it? I know I know but- so the list so far just a quick recap is that the Boss BB1X base driver the DOD meat box the Fender DD Ramon P base the Squire Deluxe Dimension Base, the Orange OB1, uh, OB1 300 we decided on, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Ampeg SCRDI, the MXR Base Distortion. Oh, we didn't talk about we that. We didn't talk about that. It's a good base distortion pedal, right? <laughs> I, I'd say the fact that we missed it probably yeah, means we need to cut it. Cut it. <laughs> yeah. it's, um, just, it's just a drive. And the Fender Baseman 500. So we're saying, what, uh, base distortion gone? Yeah, yeah. just cut that straight off the okay, bat. Okay, so didn't even 500. We need, to lose, well, no, we need yeah. to lose two more. Is that what we're doing? Are we going to yeah. go around the room cutting? If it, You know, for me, and uh, not being a bass player, if I was like one of those products that, you know, I was going to buy something, if I was looking at a list and I was like, oh, I need to buy something and, you know, or, you know, something I wouldn't take it'd probably be the Ampeg yep. yeah. I don't want to smash my knob off uh, no. <laughs> you set that up just so you could say smash my knob off <laughs> I tried to get it earlier but it didn't work oh, great. That's, that's why I got smashed off <laughs> are we going are we cutting the Ampeg SCRDI yeah, Cross, yeah. Okay. yeah I agree with that so we've got one more left to lose on that list BB1X Meatbox DD Ramon P-Bass Squire Deluxe Dimension Orange OB1 Basement 500 J-Cross what would you cut I, for me, it's between the Squire and the Fender, the Squire and the Fender amp. I would actually, I'd, I'd say, I'd get rid of the Squire yep. because I think I would have more use from the um, the Baseman than I would the Squire. I, I'm not really into the Dimension. I know that they're really trying with it. Mm. The, the thing that irks me with it is, is like you say, they're really Fender are really pushing this. They really yeah. want this to be the the third base. They Just really make, want this to be the also ran, but it's like. You've already no got the, you've already got yeah. a third base. You've got this Mustang, and like people are desperate for for Mustang it's, bases. It's just too similar to jazz bases and P bases. Yeah, I mean they've already got a ready made. Um, rep- they've already got a ready made competitor for the Stingray. It's the P base. Yeah, you know it's, it doesn't sound like a Stingray, but it's as good as a Stingray. Yeah, but people who play one tend to play the other, don't they? Yeah. 
yeah, that, yeah. That sort of thing. I think that people jump between. Yeah. So for me, it would be. I, I think the squire needs to needs to be cut from the list. Are we in agreement that the dimension base needs to go? I do not like dimension bases. Let's cut them. Okay. So. In that case, we've got the BB-1X, the Meat Box, the Fender DD Ramon P-Base, the Fender Baseman 500, and the Orange OB-1 300. What goes in fifth place? I suspect the Baseman 500. I would call the DD Ramon. Yeah, that's what I'd have said. I mean, I think you raised a good point earlier. Like, for me, not being a bass player, if I had to buy two basses, or one bass out of those two, even if I had the money for the DD Ramon, I think I would prefer going for something like the Matt Freeman. Freeman. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd, I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely not happy about this, but I will concede that uh, it's not for everyone. It is very much for Ramones fans who want to get DD's base and they don't want to get an American standard and put yeah. a black plate on it. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the okay. So in fifth place, the Fender DD Ramone P base. Where are we going next for fourth place? I mean, is it the Fender Baseman 500? Is that what well, we're saying? Well, out of out of the things that are left, it's the only one that I've had a negative word to say about. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I, it depends I think, what you think if this had been a different year and the Ob1 hadn't come out this year, we would yeah. be saying that this is. I mean, obviously we would because it's the only other one left. But we'd be saying far and away this is the best amp that came out this year. Definitely, yeah. uh, absolutely. Um, I d- this is not a naysay on. on the no, not at all. I, I think this is this is very tough. I would. I would probably put this next. Um, uh, or would I put the meat box? I maybe I'd put the meat box next, but I know that that that's going to get completely. Uh, yeah, I think the thing is, I is mean, that we, uh, no one in this room is a fan of pedals. Are yeah, they? I mean, the thing is, I think you know, it's almost a scary thought to think that two pedals might be two of the three best base products this year. But you know, I think it's people are coming around to making more pedal base specific pedals completely yeah I've actually noticed that this year like going back through what's been launched there's way more base pedals than well, there think, were two and, three and years ago I don't think we should ever underestimate Juan Alderette's impact on yeah on, what, on what this. people are buying what like people he, are making yeah exactly he's having he has so much impact in Earthquaker he's had a lot of impact in DoD there are other brands I'm mm. sure that are going to mm. release things next year possibly maybe who he'll be associated with as well yeah, there's definitely uh, just a nice fella. It's just a very smart. But pedals in effect is a big is is a big thing. That yeah, website, yeah, yeah, and that has changed a lot of bass players' thoughts as to how the instrument can be used. I so, Baseman five hundred in the fourth place position. Yeah. yeah. Then we're down to Ob One, BB One X, and the Dodd Meatbox. Should we go around the room? Do top threes? Uh, I'll start because I feel that the consensus should be. Dodd Meatbox in third, BB1X in second, and the OB1 300 in first. That was going to be mine. That's also going to be mine. I that that's very compelling. I would be inclined to well put the Meatbox in second. I would put the Meatbox above the BB1X. I just think it's more interesting. I I I understand. I definitely understand the argument for putting it. The problem because it is. Whilst I spent, you know, ages saying it's not, I mean, well, it is though, it is just a Sansam. Well, that's it, and the Sansam's existed for years. Yeah. Can we realistically say this is but the, the second s- best thing? But the thing is, the Sansam. When you can buy, and I'm not, I don't think it's better or worse, I think it's slightly different, but very much the same product. But one of them has the, one of them has an XLR out. So but yeah, the, but the Sansamp is analog, right? The um, BB1X is um, digital because it NDP. uses yeah because it uses the multi-dimensional processing. So it's doing something very different inside to what 
the Sans Amp does. Bear in right. mind, we're not comparing this to the Sans Amp for this no, true. poll. Yeah. It didn't come yeah. out this year. So what I would say is, for a bass player, I think the BB1X, for pretty much every bass player, I could Should recommend the BB1X. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't recommend the Meatbox to no, every bass that player. That would be, yeah. that would have to be a, an avant-garde player yeah. for the... I just love the, the. I'm so glad that it's back out, and I'm yeah, so yeah, glad yeah. that I can yeah. afford one now. Yeah, yes, <laughs> but, so, but that, that's fine. I I respect that the the BB One X is definitely something that every single bass player should buy. And how many times does like a product come out that every single yeah. person yeah. Of, of an instrument yeah. should buy? But that yeah. is literally there is not a bass player out there that wouldn't benefit that, from that wouldn't benefit from yeah, this absolutely. and and likewise the obi-wan is an absolute game changer oh, uh, for from the moment that that came up in this category that was going to be number one i yeah. think it's just a such a yeah. good product yeah so we're saying that at number five we've got the fender dd ramon p bass number four the fender baseman 500 uh number three we've got the dodd meat box uh number two the boss bb1x and the winner of best bass product this year is the orange obi-wan 300 yeah just, yeah i think that's, that's pretty solid, solid. list so we'd normally take a break here before we dive into the next category, but actually there's no deliberations to make on this. This is the listener choice. This was a poll on our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum, uh, where we asked listeners to recommend or nominate a product and then vote on which should win. Um, the results are as such. In third place, the Boss DD500. In second place, the Boss ES8, which means it's got two entries <laughs> into the Gear of the Year final um, and in first place the Orange Micro Dark interestingly we placed it at fifth in our um, best amp um, so basically you're wrong listeners have voted <laughs> yeah. number one so it well, will I mean, be I, appearing in the, in the final and I think that's I think that's good because you know we've spent a lot of our lives working in music retail and so you know you have your biases over over these these things you know the, the people who voted in this are people who generally haven't worked in retail and they're just players and yeah. it's people who yeah. are buying these things yeah and exactly. I, I think it's great i think it's great the orange micro darks in there because it's you know we've sort of i guess we've come at it irrespective of whether the, or not we'd buy it I well guess. not so much that irrespective of, of of us saying like right well we're not going to be biased on price and this that and the other and comparing you know it's if we were to compare this and the the classic 20 for the the PV classic 20 it's like well i mean obviously the classic 20 is a better amp yeah but is it better for every situation no for, is yes. it better for every situation and is it better for pound for pound is it better you know and like the the micro dark is accessible to everyone mm, at every price and I, yeah I, I think it's good I'm really glad it's in there I'm really so, glad yeah. it's in so there so we're actually seeing orange get represented twice in the run up boss have uh, got three or four times th- I yeah think. boss have got every single oh, boss have four. actually got every product they've released this year yeah well, they, it's been a very well, good year for them, so. oh not, not the SY indeed yeah. um, and not the bl- they did some extra stuff with the blues cube this year that hasn't made it in and yeah. um, things like that so um, okay well we've got uh, our final 16 or 15 it'll be 15 because there's only uh, ES8 is in there twice so yeah. um, wow 15 things indeed how are we going to is there is there well, another episode? There is. Still? We're doing the final. So no, we'll, Joe, that's oh, it. That's there it now. No, no we're just there's 15 winners. <laughs> do we so, always? Oh, that's that every winner? category though. We've we done normally, every I think last year we had eight. But what we'll do is we'll go through. Um, again, we'll do an initial cut. We'll trim the list down. Just trim it straight down to eight, and then go from and there. And then go from there. Knuckle so, dusters. The final wow. 15 are Gibson 2016 Les Paul Traditional, the Boss ES8, the Roland JC40, the uh, Black Star Fly 3, the Boss DD500. 
the Ranger FX Echo X and Igor, the Orange OB1300, the Orange Micro Dark, the Line 6 Variac Standard, the TC Polytune Clip, uh, the PV Classic 20 Mini, the Strymon Deco, the Montreal Assembly Counter 5, Digitech Trio and the Boss BB1X. My God, that is a great. <laughs> so all of that equipment, every single thing there is absolutely brilliant. We yeah. will see you tomorrow when we'll be running down this list and uh, it's going to... This is the best one. It's going to get dirty. Oh, it's going to get God. filthy. Yeah. Ugh. Knobs are going to get smashed off. <laughs> <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.